Welcome to Beyond 2020, exploring the emerging vision of life on planet Earth. Hi, I'm Reverend Robert, and I invite you to listen in as I interview the emerging thought leaders of our time. Join in as we take a look at the realities of living a life of purpose and meaning beyond 2020. And hello again, dear ones. Reverend Robert with you. This is Beyond 2020, one of my favorite programs to be a part of because we get to look at the emerging vision for life on planet Earth. And we're not talking about just next week. We're looking at the big, big vision of how do we exactly go about creating a world that works for everybody. Uh, with that in mind, I want to introduce you to our guest today. His name is Reverend Dan Granda. Reverend Dan is uh, an up-and-coming leader in the New Thought Movement. I don't know that I like that term. He's been around long enough to know better. and uh, But he has a mind for the creative and an intellect for the details, combined with an awareness of a great need for the shift of consciousness in the world. Reverend Dan is an up-and-coming leader. He's the founder and co-director of Soul Evolution Collaborative, an outreach of the Orlando Center for Spiritual Living. He's dedicated to fostering both personal transformation and communal in evolution through an in innovative bricks and clicks model. I can't wait to hear more because I think this is right up our alley, folks. Dan brings his passion for life to all of his endeavors and Reverend Dan is driven to inspire others to find their purpose as well. And I love this last piece of your intro. It is his philosophy that better people make a better world. Amen. And so it is. I love that. Reverend Dan, Reverend Dan, welcome to the program. How are you today? Well, thank you. I'm doing quite well. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for helping us to to take this conversation and to really look at, okay, yes, 2020 has been a year. Uh, some yeah. people would say it's been 10 years. Uh, we're, we're racing towards the finish line at a breakneck speed. It seems like every time I turn around, it's Monday again. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and, and the thing I know is that, you know, five years ago, nobody got the interview question of where you'll be in five years. Correct. <laughs> Anybody yeah. that was interviewing five sure. years ago, you bombed that question, whether you got the job or not. So, uh, <laughs> but here's what I love. 2020 has brought us a ton of innovation as well. It's brought forward new ideas, new creative endeavors. And that's where I want to leap off with you today is you've just launched a brand new, uh, from everything, I, a brand new arm of an existing ministry, but uh, Soul Evolution Collaborative. I, I, love, I love the title. I love what it implies. I know you got a ton of people and a team of people working to make this all happen. Uh, if you would, give us an overview. Give us a little info. What's the, the skinny on the Soul Evolution Collaborative? Yeah, for sure. So the Soul Evolution Collaborative is uh, an outreach ministry of the Orlando Center for Spiritual Living. And it is what we're calling a Bricks and Clicks Spiritual Collaborative. Um, bricks and Clicks being um, it's it's both in-person brick and mortar, but also online clicks, right? Websites. Um, and essentially 
we we actually started visioning uh, a group of us about three years ago, and um, if we had known then what we know now, there's no way any of it would have happened <laughs> because we wouldn't have believed it. But um, we started this visioning process about three years ago, and and started coming together with these ideas of uh, new ways for getting science of mind uh, principles and truths out to the world. And what are people really looking for? And, you know, at that time, we were really in this like Netflix, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter kind of world where like people were starting to kind of check out of the real world and, uh, you know, Sunday attendance at most churches around the world was on the decline uh, pretty consistently, it seemed. Um, and we're like, yeah, this this is really not this model that we got going on. You know, this like 200 year old model that we've all been hanging on to uh, Sunday morning <laughs> yeah. church. Um, while I love it for what it is. Uh, we got to call it what it is and stand on those shoulders and create something new. Like what are people going to be looking for in 20 years? And are we doing right now what we need to be doing so that we are where we need to be in 20 years? And the answer was absolutely not, you know, right. Um, you know, by and large, like nothing was happening differently enough to be preparing for 20 years from now, let alone five years from now. And at that time, you know, let alone, Today, uh, COVID, you know, <laughs> 2020, nothing, nothing was really happening to make something different that would be successful now uh, when we first started this visioning process. And what became really clear was people are looking for a new way of uh, coming together. They're also looking for a new way of obtaining information. Um, one of the things that, you know, in, in – Centers for Spiritual Living, one of the things that we often preach about is, is the education. And so we love to offer classes, and I love classes. I love teaching classes. I love taking classes. I love seeing people in classes. And yet, you know, who's got eight Mondays in a row that they can tag up on their calendar and go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be at that place these eight Mondays. Exactly. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so that was one of our huge catalysts was like, okay. So everyone thinks they don't have the time, whether we do or not, doesn't matter. Most of us think we don't have the time to dedicate to that. So how do we get that information, the educational information out to people? Because uh, it always starts inward, right? It always starts with us. How do we get this information to the individuals to do something different? And then how do we bring them together differently? That's not necessarily dependent on, uh, you know, people coming together into a large room, sitting in rows and having one person up at the front of the room kind of give this 20 minute uh, sermon on some right. you know, universal principle. And uh, so it really started to come up for us was this bricks and clicks idea. We didn't really have that terminology three years ago, but um, was this idea of kind of flipping the whole thing over and all of the stuff that we kind of thought of, oh, these are the reasons why we come together, kind mm -hmm. of became the reason why people would go online. So right. we thought we would come together for class. It's like, no, no, that's the thing we do individually. Like the learning, that's the stuff we start individually. So we, we, we have this plan to uh, kind of create this uh, Netflix of science of mind uh, teachings <laughs> in, mm. in short snippets, like two, three-minute videos uh, you know, 90 second videos, whatever it is. 
posting these videos on our webpage and you can just kind of go and scroll through and scroll and scroll and scroll. Um, just pure principle, pure teaching and have that available. And that's the stuff that everybody, you get to do that on your own. Like when you're, you know, you have two minutes here, two minutes there. I mean, how quickly do we pick up our phone and start scrolling through Instagram or something? Uh, right. You know, what if mm-hmm. that was our teaching? <laughs> so yeah. That's the, the, the clicks part. And then the bricks part is uh, also, well, for right now, also clicks <laughs> because everything's <laughs> online. But <laughs> um, we have this, this new way, uh, this new idea around coming together. And instead, uh, it kind of flips around that old church model. And instead of building a church and trying to get people to fill it, um, we are building a community of people online. And then where there are groupings large enough of people, bring something to them. Bring, bring a teaching to them. Bring an event to them where they can then come together in person. So whether they're literally pop-up events that happen like you know, once a month or once a year um, or other groups that are once a week, wherever there are enough people uh, and it could be five people. I mean, there could be five people in an area, but you know, rather than trying to go to the middle of nowhere and trying to get people to come from an hour and a half in each direction, because there is nothing else around there. uh, Let's have this massive community of people that could be anywhere and then, and then bring, bring things to them. So, um, you know, evolution is in the name, so we're definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> o- open for seeing how things go and, and kind of moving with this flow, but certainly looking ahead to what does, you know, what does 20, 50, hundred years from now look like. Right. Exactly. And we're going to dig into that for sure. Uh, I want to touch on a couple of things you said that I love. Um, I love the idea of a Netflix for spirituality. <laughs> It, it gives a whole new meaning to Netflix and chill, right? right. Yeah. It, it's like, <laughs> hey, baby, let's get some soul evolution going on yeah. up in here and, and, and inspire. And that's what New Thought Media Network's all about. We're all about yeah. creating an environment where you can immerse yourself in this. And now this isn't to say stick our head in the sand, right? It's right. to immerse ourselves in a positive environment to be able to be that when we have to go out into the world, when we have to be faced with the news, when we have to deal with the humanness of what's going on out there. Uh, I love yeah. what you're doing there and, and pop-up events. Oh my gosh. Uh, it, right. I had this conversation with a handful of people a while back. Uh, let's go to burning man. Let's go, let's go to Coachella. Let, let's go to Bonnaroo. Let's go to places well, now we're not going anywhere, right? So yeah. we're looking 2022, 2023 yeah. before any of this starts going on. Uh, however, let's hold that vision that yeah. there can. And if it starts with you taking a class across town to a, a centralized location, uh, again, once we're allowed to be out in the world, but for now, uh, providing that in a new and innovative way, I love it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy to think like, we, I don't know. It just seems like so many things have been so backwards <laughs> and we've really right. just been in this, you know, when, when you think of things as this box, it's just like, okay, well we are this and we do this and this is how it shows up. And it's like, 
yeah, what if it wasn't that? Uh, where else could we be, right? Like in the hundred plus years that the science of mind teaching has been around. And all right, so let's take away the first 40 or 50 years of that where it wasn't quite a, an organization yet. It was it was a, a teaching and, you know, learning institution. Um, it definitely didn't have the Sunday's things, Sunday thing to it yet. Uh, right. But all right, so the last 50 years that we've been a Sunday, primarily Sunday organization, right, in, in all intents and purposes, church, right? Yep. Uh, it's been a church. So in the 50 years that this organization has been church, uh, why are we not in like every other town in the country? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like it's, it's – it's, um, uh, I have I, – I certainly have this – um, pet peeve about organization and, and how we do things and planning. And, um, yes. Uh, you know, I, I think for sure, like in the next 50 years, there is no reason that we're not everywhere. Um, that this is not a, a household known, uh, philosophy, philosophy and, and way yes. of life. Right. I mean, um, imagine what we can do in 50 years, you know, if we, it, and I think part of it, honestly, like, you know, I'm 35, so I grew up most of my life in the age of technology, mm-hmm. and the rate at which life has changed in those in the past 35 years is just exponential. I mean, it just keeps increasing. So, uh, okay. you know, 50 years from the future, you know, 50 years in the future from now is totally different than 50 years in the past. <laughs> so, it's like, can you imagine <laughs> yes. how 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 much quicker uh, this exponential curve uh, brings us? It's like man, the things we could be doing in 50 years, like, uh, it blows my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what we're here to do, Dan. So share away. What do you see? What what do you see out there in the distant, distant? um, What's that dream that you hold that, yeah, I'm a firm believer. I've been on the planet long enough and I'm doing the right work. I'm going to be here till I'm 130 at least. There you go. <laughs> uh, medical science, you know, you might have to wire me together at that point, which doesn't sound like a bad idea. Uh, but what do you see for the, for, for the, you know, when you're hitting a hundred? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think by that point we've realized the the simulation, right? No, blue <laughs> <laughs> um, pill, red pill, folks. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, well, you know, ironically, um, as much as the conversation is about the technology, um, a lot of it for me is is not about the technology. That in in fifty years, I mean, the you know, who knows what technology is going to be available? You know, in five years and ten years. Uh, and and yet that's just the catalyst uh, or or the the uh, the vehicle. That's the tools that get us there. But honestly, I, I think in a lot of ways there is going to be a um, a swinging of the pendulum back in the other direction um, emotionally, um, spiritually. Right? I think especially in the states, we've had this drive. Um, towards, you know, quote, success or this drive, uh, you know, basically uh, the, the, the bank accounts are kind of been driving the way, right? Like how much money do you have in the bank account? How much are you worth? How successful are you? What titles do you have? Right. Um, and while all of those things can be great, it has totally shielded us from any sort of um, meaning uh, outside of that. And I think if there's anything that 2020 has brought into light, 
um, it is that we definitely need to get re uh, we definitely need to get back in touch with some of those more uh, you know uh, kind of primal instincts um, right. in, in terms of family and who we care about and who comes first and and yes um, and community first people first um, not business first not money first not not profit first right so. Uh, definitely a, a people over profit mentality. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we, we kind of put some things into a higher priority that maybe were not necessarily prioritized before. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, it, it seems pretty obvious the things that have been switching and shifting so quickly uh, this year, even uh, with the number of cars no longer on the road or the number of, uh, businesses not in, in um, regular operation in their building. So still in operation in other places, but right. uh, the carbon footprint from those things has been reduced uh, astronomically. And we've seen uh, nearly extinct uh, species come back, right? Like the, the green turtle is now all over the place and is uh, perhaps back in, in, in the Tampa Bay. And I mean, like all kinds of things just yeah. showing up all over the place that were like, holy cow. Uh, yeah. but that was gone. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but really uh, for me, all of this really starts with, with our own, um, emotional awareness, which is certainly something that I was never taught as a kid. Um, I didn't grow up with, it was something I, I had to learn later on on my own. Uh, and being a white male in the United States, that is certainly something that is not common practice. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, amongst that demographic. And, uh, and, and I think it's wider than that too. I, it, that's just, you know, the experience that I have had is white male. Um, mm-hmm. We don't know feelings. We don't have feelings. We don't share feelings unless it's anger. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least, you know, that's, that's yeah. the old way. Right. And I think, you know, part of the new way is, uh, okay, you feel something, what's the, what is it called? What would you name that? How would you express that? How do you express that uh, in a healthy way? And how do you talk about it to other people? You know, can you, can you tell your other male friend that you love them? Right. Uh, do you appreciate them? You know, the, the, those kind of basic things that it's like, you know, for most guys, that would be really hard to do. Uh, right. And I'm like, what? Seriously? Still? Now? Really? <laughs> Come on. Um so, uh, yeah, I, I think it really actually starts uh, as much as I uh, love the technology conversation. I think it all starts. Um, no, I don't think I know. I know it all starts inward and it starts with uh, our own emotional um, and spiritual journeys and, and yeah. getting everybody in touch with that. Yeah, that, that brings us back around into part of the the CSL concept of uh, it, that part of our mission here is to awaken humanity to its spiritual magnificence. Yeah. 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 And collectively as each one awakens to that truth, then you're available and you're going to do, you're going to be able to do the good work of supporting this vision of a world that works for everyone. Yeah. Uh, 
I love what you're talking about, Dan. Um, I, we just, uh, listeners to the program will know we just had uh, Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson on recently. And in that conversation, he and I were talking about how important it is. And there's, uh, there's an, an article out on Facebook that I've seen recently as of the day we're taping this that uh, how important it is to tell another male friend, I love you. <laughs> just being able to do that can open up the portals of a deeper mental and emotional, excuse me, emotional intelligence. Uh, I'm personally raising two current teenagers and that emotional awareness that emotional intelligence has been paramount to what we've done. We've attempted to do as parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't say it has making the teenage years any easier than I've been warned they would be. But we've got to, now is the time when we enact to, in in order to create what we're going to experience 20 years down the road. Yeah. 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 Uh, I have a, I have a 10 year old son and, um, it, it, uh, uh, so, so boys have this weird, um, growth phase that they go through that they enter when they turn about five. They're, they're really, really cute and they're a whole lot of fun. And then they turn five and then they're <laughs> gross and disgusting until they're like, I don't know, 40. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds about accurate. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and <laughs> but uh, no, but really uh, something happened. <clears throat> something happened from, from five years old to 10 years old where there was this, um, there certainly is this really awkward phase and I've noticed that we, we have hit this like preteen uh, I'm too cool to like things phase. <laughs> and uh, so no, nowhere near the teenage years. Um, but yeah, I, I totally feel you on that whole idea of like, how do we instill in them now this idea of, um, you know, something so different than what most of society is trying to show them. And um, so I actually talk about this um, and we may be jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit, but one of the, one of these soul evolution collaborative weekly offerings is, is a, a weekly show. And there's a segment on that show that's called, so you did a dumb. And this is actually something that uh, me and my son came up with because uh, he would get so angry playing video games. And I'm like, man, you gotta like, you, you got to chill. It's, it's, it's cool. It's just a, it's just a video game. And we kind of got into, into some conversation about it and realized that, um, you know, he was getting angry because he felt stupid that he couldn't do the thing in the video game that he needed to be able to do. So he, right. he was getting angry with himself, but you know, taking it out on the video game, it's like, Oh, right. That, yeah. Kind of forgot about yes. that one. Uh, <laughs> so we came up with this, uh, the, the saying, so you did a dumb to kind of immediately you know, break that, uh, that pattern, that habit of going inward and like reinforcing that voice that we all have that immediately wants to say we're dumb. It's like, no, 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 no. You did a dumb thing, but you are not dumb. In fact, the thing you did is not even dumb. It's just, it is, you know, it it happened. Um, and it's amazing to see like, he'll like, (laughs) he'll come running in from the other room. He's like, dad, I did a dumb. I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Good. That's a step. (laughs) 
that brings back a little of that five-year-old uh, charm and, and yeah. right. Yeah. Dad, I did it. I did it. I did it dumb. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Kind of puts a different vibe on it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah. Um, you know what we ought to do here is let's take a quick break and say thank you to our sponsors. Let them have a word in here as well. Uh, Reverend Dan and I, we're going to grab a, grab a quick drink of water and be back in about one minute. So stay with us. Tune back in. This is Beyond 2020, exploring the evolution and the emergence of a new vision on planet Earth. I'm Reverend Robert Brzezinski. We'll be right back. Enjoy the break. New Thought Radio, music from all your favorite New Thought artists. From Jamie Lula, Karen Drucker, Gary Lynn Floyd, Ricky Byers, Daniel Namod, Eddie Watkins Jr., and many, many more. 24-7 New Thought Radio, positively inspiring. And we're back. Reverend Robert here with you. This is Beyond 2020, exploring the emerging vision of life on planet Earth. I'm joined today by dear new dear friend, Reverend Dan Granda. Uh, Dan, we've bumped into each other a couple places along the way, but haven't had a chance to really work together or be involved in a project or, or uh, you know, a a, uh, a subcommittee or anything like that so far. Uh, so let, tell folks a little bit more, uh, if you would, about your journey to getting to where you are now, um, mid-30s, minister in this movement, setting out on this grand ministry, uh, uh, Soul Evolution Collaborative, it's called. And I know you're just in the launch phase. Uh, but tell us a little bit more about your journey and, uh, what got you to where you are now. And, and then we're going to explore where you're taking it from there. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, it's been quite a journey. Uh, I can definitively say now for sure that, um, everything that, that happens in our lives builds up to everything that we end up needing. Um, so things that happened when we were young, turn into our greatest attributes and our greatest tools um, when we kind of turn them around and begin using them in our lives. And, and I say that because really this journey for me started when I was, uh, you know, probably five, six, seven years old. And uh, every Sunday, my mom would bring us to Sunday school. I have two older brothers and they would go, uh, in my recollection, I don't know about theirs or my mom's, but in my recollection, they would go kicking and screaming every Sunday. And um, and so I kind of went along with it because, you know, what kid wants to go sit in Sunday school uh, for an hour every Sunday morning? Mm -hmm. And what became really interesting was uh, by the time I was about seven or eight, um, I really actually had this problem with the way this Christian teaching was being taught to us. Because uh, it didn't make any sense to me that my best friend, my neighbor at the time, um, would be going to hell because their family uh, was not Christian. And it's like, right. these are some of the nicest people you've ever met. What are you talking about? This is crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it just, it, it just nothing, nothing really clicked with me. And um, it, it actually started to bother me, uh, even at that young age. Like, we're all the same. What? What is, you know, what, what does it matter if they're, you know, 
they're practicing Hinduism and we're practicing Christianity like they're good people. They're doing good things where I, I don't get it. And so that kind of stuck with me. And, and um, for the next probably five years, uh, continued going to Sunday school, kicking and screaming. Uh, but um, literally the week before I was supposed to be confirmed, um, my mom made me call the the youth minister and explain to her why I would not be getting confirmed. And it was the first person who apparently who was like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Like if you don't actually believe this, you shouldn't do it. Ah, like, oh, okay. Huh, really? I have that. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and so that kind of like kicked me off on this uh, weird pathway towards I don't know what through the next, you know, 10 or 15 years or so. And, um, kind of spent uh, a lot of time, uh, looking, wanting, searching for something. I had no idea what, because, you know, we grew up, uh, where, you know, if you weren't Christian, you were this, you were the minority and it kind of was, you were an outcast or something. And, um, none of it quite seemed right. And all of the organization of everything just seemed so bizarre to me. And, uh, so fast forward a, a whole bunch and, um, I go to college for music performance and, uh, it was kind of the only thing that made sense. Uh, looking back on it now, it kind of had this spiritual feeling to it of like, okay, cool. I get to like make this art and, and help mm. people and change people. Um, and so I get an undergrad in music performance, uh, a master's in music performance and composition and go out in, uh, into New York and, you know, trying to make this freelance career for myself. And um, after 10 years of that, finally realized like, oh, man, this has been nothing like they said it would be. And this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Making it in New York. Yeah. yeah right. Like, um, you know, if the gig is an hour long, um, as, as, as a percussionist and as a drummer, that's like six hours worth of work in terms of moving gear, right? You're driving out to the storage unit, loading up, driving into the city, loading in, setting up, you know, schlepping the stuff up the elevator, hoping your car doesn't get towed because you're illegally parked outside, uh, setting yep. up in the hall. You sit there and wait, and, you know, then you play your like 30 seconds of music. <laughs> <laughs> Things over. You go get your car. You know, it's like this. It's crazy. Um, and, um, you know, so much of the business was, was, was more business than it was actually music. Uh, but in the meantime, that music career actually got me into my first center. Uh, my mom had attended some weekend retreat somewhere and, uh, came back, uh, and, and I'm, I, I don't know, I was home for the weekend at some point in college or something. And, um, was, <laughs> was like, she was telling me about, it. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm pretty sure you drank the Kool-Aid. Like, what are you talking about? This sounds crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, a couple of years later, then, um, she had convinced the music director to have me come sub on one Sunday in the band. So she had been going there already a couple of years at this point. And, um, I, I will say that, uh, for, for the, uh, for the laity in the movement, this is probably one of the hardest philosophies to explain to anyone else without sounding totally batshit crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
don't know if I can say that on here, but yes, uh, I mean, it just, she would, <laughs> uh, the way she would explain, I was just like, what are you talking about? So I, I go into this Sunday morning to, to play with this band with this preconceived notion that this is some weird, like hippie cult thing. And, um, <laughs> I kid you not, I walk into the sanctuary and right from the entrance to the sanctuary is a clear shot uh, into the kitchen. And in the kitchen, there is this giant tub of, of red Gatorade or red Kool-Aid. I mean, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, man. I almost turned around and left. <laughs> I think I might have, too, if that's what I had seen the first time I walked into a center. <laughs> they were, you know, they were, they were getting ready for hospitality or whatever it was for afterwards, and it was, you know, lemonade yep. and, and, and bagels or something. I don't know, but <laughs> it's like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, so I, I played and didn't listen to a damn thing that was being said. And uh, was asked back two or three more times after that. And by about the third or fourth time, kind of started listening to what they were saying. And at that point, I was already like not so into the freelance scene anymore, like that really wasn't driving with me anymore. And right. um, was kind of, you know, back to pondering the big questions of life. And here we are in this uh, spiritual philosophy where all of a sudden I'm like, hey, well, when I listen, that actually kind of makes sense. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, you know, then it was like, it was in that moment I had that, that, uh, that experience that almost everybody has when they walk into their, their first um, CSL center and kind of have that like, oh man, I'm home. This makes so much sense. People speak my language. They know what I'm talking about. They know what I'm feeling. They know what I've gone through. This is it. And, and right. I was like, holy crap. And, I, like literally just I went in and spoke with the minister that day when like, what book do I start reading? And it was a, a list of books. It was this one. And then this, I mean, I was just plowing through books, signed up for classes, uh, you know, uh, took like the, the accelerated track through the prereq classes right into practitioner studies, uh, right mm. into ministerial school. Like this is this is it. Like this is the this is what I'm here for. <laughs> right. Um, and, it, and it really was. uh everything, all of the pieces along the way, like built up, uh, you know, if I didn't question those things as a kid, this wouldn't have meant what it means. If I didn't have that experience in music thinking like, this is what I'm, you know, this is what I need to be doing. Then to have this inward experience of like, wow, music is great for me, but I hate the, the business of the, or like the music industry and, and having that all culminate in this inward spiritual philosophy where like, Oh, I get to actually create what this experience is going to be. Oh my God. Huh. <laughs> you know? Um, so I, and that was kind of the, the short version of, <laughs> there's a lot more to it than that, I guess. But, um, it really, it really has been a, a lifelong journey of, of getting to here. Uh, I mean, right. I, I know, um, it's it's weird to go back and talk with people who have known who knew me then that also know me now and they're like, Oh yeah, no, of course. And I'm like, What do you mean of course? Like I had no idea. <laughs> what do you mean of course I would end up here? Like I didn't know that. You knew that? Like, oh yeah, we knew that back then. What? How? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We and we all take our own journeys. I'll tell you, if I had a dollar for every musician I've talked to that 
just took a gig on Sunday mornings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and eventually started and and didn't listen to what was going on. It uh-huh. just did their gig and went home and eventually start listening. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've seen that happen at small churches. I've had seen it happen at mile high with large churches. Uh, I've seen it happen in a lot of places. And I, I really love that uh, you share, you took the deep dive right from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. And I did a lot of that myself. I, I, my wife actually, a friend of ours, uh, Reverend Barbara Novak, now Reverend Barbara Novak, what none of us were at the time, <laughs> left a copy of the Science of Mind book on textbook, uh, gave it to my wife in a coaching session. My mm-hmm. wife didn't have time to look at it. I came home from work, sat down and read the first four chapters. And my wife came home and I'm in tears because <laughs> here's what I believed all my life. Yeah. And when we know that we know, when we know what's right, when we know where we're supposed to be, then it all falls into place. Everything shows up just as it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so share a little bit with us. I, I want to jump back because you shared with us this vision uh, and the, using the visioning process to emerge into where you are now. Again, I feel a great, great affinity with what you're doing because a lot of that was very much how my process. I uh, mm. visioning is my number one practice. I love the process. Yeah. I, I, I can't get my if I wanted to, I couldn't get myself away from it. And and it has proven over close to two decades now that what was in my vision 10, 15 years ago. Uh, is reality today. Maybe uh-huh. not in the exact form, maybe in the, not in the, the exact words that were on the paper back then, but they are now. So um, share a little with us, how did the vision of Soul Evolution Collaborative, how did it emerge? And, uh, and what do you see as the future of this ministry as well? Yeah, wow. So the, <laughs> it's interesting because I actually recently went back and looked through some of our visioning notes from um, 2017. And it, it was crazy because I remember what I thought those things meant then. Right. <laughs> and it, it's kind of what they mean to us now. Um, but the, the, I mean, we, we literally visioned every week for about nine months and then once a month for a while. And then we got back into um, every week, uh, end of last year. Um, but the things that came up early on, it was all about this. Um, it was all about the organization of it. And, and we thought so clearly like, Oh, we are creating this new, um, structure around how to come together within the movement, right? Like uh, this new version of, of a center or like how the organization of that center would actually work. And, and can we share resources between centers and, and, and things like that. And um, while that was so clear to us, then what we thought that meant, um, what it has turned into, if we had, if we had known, 
And I think I said this before. If we had known then what we know those things to be now, it would have made no sense whatsoever. So what came through in the visioning process was literally like, here is the information for the one and only next step to take to make this larger vision a thing. Right. I mean, it was almost like we we almost didn't even know what we were visioning for. We had an idea so large. It was like, what is, you know, if we are visioning for what is the future of our ministry, uh, we, we would not have been able to accept this whole vision, right? I mean, if we, we look at right. how all of this works, uh, consciousness is outside of space and time. So the whole thing happens instantaneously. Uh, but we perceive it across this timeline, this linear timeline from A to B. And right. for things to be processed in our own minds, uh, there's no way we would have been able to accept the, the totality, the, the, the whole idea in one. So we were literally given every step of the way, whatever the next step was and, mm. and clarity around what we needed to know then so that the next step could be possible. And it was uh, uh, amazing to look back at it and see like, wow, we were literally visioning for like language around certain things. We were, <laughs> we were so, uh. it was so amorphous. We were in this like floating mm space of like what are we doing <laughs> and then time is like totally <laughs> clueless um and then we would have this moment of like oh oh that that it's this okay cool so then we would jot down things and draft pictures of stuff and we had all these this this image of like uh spokes and hubs and wheels and things and um we knew it was collaborative we knew that <laughs> mm. um but as, as it progressed and it became more and more clear uh, what we thought we were doing, everything, uh, every time we got clear on an idea, it then totally shifted when we got whatever the next step was. Right. And it just, it was this really, really bizarre experience because it always felt like, uh, I mean, seriously, it was a, it was a lesson in trust for if, if nothing else. I mean, it was, you know, we sure. were doing the work and, and doing the process, but it was a lesson in trust of just like blindly taking the next step. And I can imagine there were many a nights going, huh? Why? <laughs> what? Like, oh yeah. No, oh, God, God, I'm not. No, I'm not doing this is silly. I'm not doing that. No. Please, what are you? Please t- no. <laughs> <laughs> please no. Don't make me do that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then boom, 2020 hits. And it was like, oh, holy shit. yeah okay wow now what yeah well what 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 now what was so actually that's (laughs) that's funny so i I, um for about six months had a a weekly facebook show called now what and it was literally in the middle of that whole process like well now what do we do right and and even looking back at that it was all leading up to 2020 also uh 2020 hits and everything we visioned for all of a sudden like flipped on its head gave us this whole new perspective and we went oh yeah we had it totally wrong kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the gist of the whole thing was the same but we now all of a sudden had all of these pieces it was like everything that everything everywhere else was missing in 2020 we had those pieces so like all of the right. questions that people were asking we had this idea, this ministry, this model that fit perfectly into those holes. And we were like, Oh my God. Right. Like, you know, we have, 
how many hundred centers across the world, and all of a sudden uh, they went from having a Sunday service with some of them had a camera in the back of the room. So somebody at home could watch the people in the room having a Sunday experience. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we called that live streaming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and I think that's a really you know crucial piece to this too. It's like, cause what people thought live streaming was, you, it was not, you, you were literally watching the back of heads having a Sunday right. experience. Um, and so, right. And, and other places weren't doing anything. It was literally just the people in the room. So you take all of that, shut it down and say, okay, cool. The only thing you have available to you is online. And we're trying to now fit this, uh, you know, church model that's hundreds of years old into this tiny screen where you have one, two, maybe three people at a time on screen right. and, and everyone else is anywhere. And, um, for those of us with this story in our minds about how great it was to be in person on Sunday, which it, there's truth to that, we wanted our Sunday back. And right. then for those of us or the other half of me that wanted something totally new, it was this this experience for like, oh man, this is the perfect time to launch something new, to launch a new way of doing this. And we just happened to have been planning it for three years. <laughs> Right. Yep. <laughs> if you had asked me in February what the vision for New Thought Media Network, my ministry was, I I was telling people, well, I have this radio station and it's fun and we're, we're going to build that out. And, you know, down the road somewhere, we might add some talk, st- some talk stuff. And if, if it works and we make a whole bunch of money, then we'll get into some like video broadcasting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a month later, it was on video broadcasting yeah yeah right no stops no you know no detours no pit stops in between just go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and we've seen a lot of we've seen ministries uh attempt to make that outreach and uh and find themselves shrinking back into older models again yeah Uh, Yeah. so we know that soul collaborative evolution is not that sorry i said that backwards soul evolution collaborative is not that uh where are you guys going what's the what's the, the bigger picture so uh so currently we have two weekly events we have a tuesday evening show that's 7 p.m eastern on our facebook page and then we have a thursday evening um zoom call that we call the gathering and so right now it's hey check in uh tune in tuesday watch this show get some information some inspiration if you're looking for something a little more tune in thursday and come together and come online uh we had our first one last thursday it was amazing um it it was truly one of the only experiences that i've seen where everybody in the call walked away and, and verbalized this walked away with some sort of like immediate transformational experience um, just because of the, the intention that was set in, in the um, because it truly is collaborative. It's not, it's not just any one of us. Uh, we have this setup where it's not any one person running the show. So uh, out of the three of us who are kind of doing this whole thing, working closely together and putting this together, uh, each one of us played a role in the Thursday experience and kind of just set the stage for everybody else who was there to kind of like speak their piece into the room. Like what do you, you know, what are you offering? What are you bringing? What is your story? Um, and so everybody was seen, everybody was heard. And it was like this crazy, I mean, we were on this crazy high for like the next two days 
Um, and, and so that's what we got going on right now. That's happening every week. Um, the immediate plans are to expand on that by expanding into this, um, infinitely growing, uh, Netflix, spiritual Netflix library that we're going to have. And so mm-hmm. if you, um, once this is up, once this part of it is up, if you are a visitor to the website, the clicks version of this, the clicks portion, uh, you'll be guided through a, a short series of introductory, uh, introductory, uh, videos, maybe 90 seconds to three minutes long. Um, what we believe kind of things, who we are, what we're talking about, how this is different from what you've known before. And then, uh, if, if you, as that visitor, visitor are interested, you can, uh, sign up for the website totally free, uh, and have access to, uh, this ongoing library of, uh, what would otherwise be all of the educational classes, the 10 week, eight week, 12 week classes. We're going to have versions of those in like short, um, kind of bite-sized pieces. So that's, that's the clicks side of this whole thing. The brick side of this whole thing is once this community can, uh, continues to grow and once it's, it's large enough and kind of starts showing hot spots around the, the country or the world, uh, mm-hmm. and once it's safe to do so, <laughs> we'll actually yep. have, uh, localized like pop-ups. And I suspect that some of these will be, um, weekly, some of these are going to be maybe more regional things we do, you know, once or twice a year kind of thing, but kind of have the community tell us what it wants and where it wants it rather than us trying to plant something and get people to come. I mean, that's one of the, one of the downsides to the, the current or previous model is we would just kind of pick a place and have people come to that place. And because there's so few of them, people are literally coming 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half in every, from every direction to that place. So if we could let the community tell us like, Oh, there's enough people here and here and here, but we just have three of these little things pop up and maybe twice, three, four times a year, those three things that are close together come together as one larger group, right? Like there's such flexibility. Right. In this. Um, and so that's the evolution piece of it. That's the, the, the brick side of it. Um, the whole thing is currently, uh, you know, in, in the process to get there, but, um, is, is evolving and growing, uh, and, and with this evolution, um, side of things, right? I mean, having evolution in the name, like <laughs> it's literally like we're going to allow it to tell us what is needed to keep growing. So we don't end up in a box 200 years later going, what happened? <laughs> right. You know, it, it's hard to, it's hard to stay stagnant when your name is evolution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is fabulous, Dan. I love hearing more about this. I'm sure our listeners are as well. We're going to take a very quick break here and give our sponsors a chance to say hello as well. You're listening to Beyond 2020 on the New Thought Media Network. I'm Reverend Robert Brzezinski. We'll be right back with more Reverend Dan Granda. Give us a minute of your time and we'll be right back. New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. 
New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. All right, and welcome back. This is Beyond 2020. I'm Reverend Robert Brzezinski. My guest today, Reverend Dan Granda of the Soul Evolution Collaborative, which is an outreach of the Orlando Center for Spiritual Living. So big shout out to the Orlando Center for Spiritual Living. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being on the planet and doing what you're doing. And thank you for giving Dan the space and the room. And, uh, and I trust some of the financing to make happen what you're happening. So uh, Dan, we've got just a handful of minutes left here uh, in our program. I would, uh, you know, the whole idea of this is to cast that big, big vision. So we talked about this earlier. Nobody really knows. We all have our ideas. Uh, but what do you see as the big vision for humanity, for life on planet Earth in five years, 10 years, 15 years? What can we be looking forward to? Yeah, I think we're looking forward to coming back together, coming back to each other, um, truly uh, becoming global. Uh, you know, there's so many borders and boundaries and flags and things that we all tend to stand behind. Um, <clears throat> I think those become uh, more more meaningful, but maybe less important. That some of the boundaries tend to dissolve away and... Um, we all realize, walk in a realization of oneness, right? And I don't just say that to, to be spiritual about it, but I, I really think that this experience this year has shown us the necessity to come back together, the necessity to um, kind of view things from a more responsible perspective of how are the things that I'm doing not only affecting the people right in front of me when I go out, but, you know, if I have a circle of 10, my circle of 10 each has a circle of 10. And so how are the things that I'm doing when I'm in front of one other person affecting 25, 50, a thousand other people um, just because I needed to go out to go food shopping? How many people am I walking past while I'm food shopping? How many, uh, you know, how many other people is that friend of mine going to go see after he and I meet up for lunch. Right. Right. Um, and so there, there, there is no, um, there's no room for me first anymore. And I don't know that there ever really was, uh, but it's certainly a lot, a lot less, um, appealing <laughs> if it ever was appealing, <laughs> but it, it's certainly also a lot less, um, possible, right? Like we really have to depend on each other. We really have to be able to trust each other. I think there's been a, an outing of a really big trust issue uh, in our country um, that was kind of maybe um, swept under the carpet for a while. Um, we have to be able to, <clears throat> we have to be able to trust each other. We have to be able to right. live and move and breathe um, as one large community. And I don't think that was around before, uh, but I don't even think that's, you know, five years. I mean, I think that's like, we have to do that now. Right. Right. So if we're doing that now, uh, what does it look like in five years and 10 years? Uh, well, I think there's probably still going to be work to do towards that. Um, you know, I mean, I think it's not an instantaneous thing. I think it's probably a couple of generations, but um, mm. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of shifting and changing in how people live, where people live, what people are willing to do. Uh, how far they're willing to travel for things, um, 
and, and really then appreciating a whole lot more the things that they do when they travel or the things that they do when they uh, see certain people. Um, so I think we're going to see uh, a lot of uh, emotional intelligence start to play a, a bigger role in how we do things, people creating a lot more personal boundaries, um, but communal boundaries. Uh, and, and that I think boundaries are, are probably one of the most underrated spiritual tools we have because it sounds so uh, it sounds so negative to have boundaries, but it's actually it's actually such right. a positive thing um, to say you know to not be the doormat, but to have this is this is what I know to be true, and things outside of that are maybe someone else's truth, but they're not mine. Um, right. So yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a lot of inward emotional intelligence work all right showing up all over the place there we go i hear you there i I, and i agree with you on so many levels here uh we've got to do our work first and simultaneously be open to do the inspired action that contributes to the opportunity for everyone to do their own inner work yeah my perspective, that's how we go about creating a world that works for everyone. Yes, sir. Hey, Dan, we want to thank you so much for being a part of this here with us today. We are the New Thought Media Network, folks. If you're just tuning in, we're so sorry. You've uh, just missed a fabulous interview with <laughs> Reverend Dan Granda, but that's okay. It's available on replay just as soon as we're done here today. So, uh, Dan, thanks again so much for being with us. I hope you'll come back again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. We'd love to. Absolutely. Great. All right, folks, that's all we've got time for today. I'm Reverend Robert Brzezinski. This is Beyond 2020. We've been exploring the emerging vision of life on planet Earth. We look forward to doing that again and again and again. We'll be back with you again soon. Until next time, go out there and make it a great day. Thank you for listening to Beyond 2020, exploring the emerging vision of life on planet Earth. We are a production of the New Thought Media Network, positively inspiring media, music, and entertainment across the web. Join us at ntmedia.org. That's ntmedia.org. Until next time, peace and blessings.